We thank and praise God for the teachers, the deaconettes, ministers. Today's lesson is a house divided. And so the focus verse is Mark 3 and 35, which says, For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. So the truth about God is Jesus recast what family looks like. So the truth for my life class, I will be born again and faithfully live for Jesus. Amen. So we're going to kind of do some different things today in the review. Y'all just kind of flow along with me. The word foundation. Word foundation. Let, let's talk about foundation for a few minutes. Can um, Deaconette, Marsha, can you give us a definition, please, ma'am? And I'll add to that. The foundation of God's family. The support upon which something rests, mm -hmm. the foundation of a building, mm -hmm. the foundations of our legal system, mm -hmm. the act of beginning or creating. He has taught here since the school's foundation, uh -huh. and biblical is a foundation based on God produces steadfast faith uh -huh. and life and allows us to be living examples to others. The basis of steadfast faith. faith. Uh-huh. The basis or groundwork of anything that on which anything stands and by which it is supported. The Bible talks about in Isaiah, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a precious cornerstone. We understand that that precious cornerstone is Jesus. Well, the foundation can no man lay. That's found in 1 Corinthians 3. That which is laid, which is who? Jesus Christ. So we understand that the foundation of God stands sure. Uh huh. Having this seal, God knoweth them that are his. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ do what? Depart from iniquity. So the foundation, like Minister. Uh, teen, I believe it was, was based upon the prophets, the apostles, Jesus Christ being chief cornerstone. Uh huh. So we can't get around the foundation. That's why doctrine is important because without doctrine, people are confused. That's why teaching is so important. Don't let this generation make you feel like that you can sit teach yourself. Can't do. 
That's not God's plan, not God's design. Huh? We have to be taught the foundation. We have to know for ourselves what the foundation is and build upon what we have been taught. That's called going on to what? Perfection. So you don't stay just at ground level, but you continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior who? All right. All right. So we talked to men about foundation. And we understand that we have natural family and Minister Tina talked about the traits and, you know, the physicality. You know, we, we look like our parents and, you know, we have some different traits in our families and, you know, God placed us in our families and our families are important or God would have never created a family. He created and designed a family structure. So your natural family is important. It's beautiful. You know, when you look around at people all over the world, they look like somebody, you know. They have mannerisms like somebody in their family. And, and, you know, that's what makes the world go round. It's so beautiful. You know, everybody ain't the same. You, you see what I'm saying? You can put family, 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 family. And you can just see, you know, you got a nose like them. You got eyes like them. You know, the way you stand. You know, your hair. <laughs> you know, it, it's just amazing. You know, that the work of God, that's the handiwork of God, that he would put families in the earth, you know, command them in the beginning to be what? Fruitful and to multiply. So now the world is full of his creation. And then everybody is so different, but yet still have similarities of their family. Huh? So that leads to what? Identity. Oh, we have something to identify ourselves by. You had your fathers. Most of us had our fathers, what, last name. We had an identity, huh? And then when we came over to a spiritual family, we had even a greater identity because now I especially identify with the one that created me. Huh? That shaped, form, and fashioned me. Huh? That brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. And he saved me with his amazing grace. I have a greater identity. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Huh? The Son of God. Now we have an identity with the family of God. Huh? So let me ask you a question. Which one is greater? The now we value our natural families. You would be foolish not to love your own kin. Huh? They have their place. We all honor them and we love them. Huh? And we connect to our own. That's the nature of people. We should do that, right? But what the greater... I'm talking about to God now. In God's eyesight, what is the weightier? He values the spiritual household. Huh? The household of faith. 
That is what binds us together with all of our differences, all of our opinions, and all, all of our things, you know, uh, that makes us different. But it's, it's one thing that kind of connects us, whether we grew up Baptist or Episcopalian or Methodist or Catholic or Apostolic, Pentecostal, uh, you know, seven-day Adventist and all of those things. The one thing that unifies the people of God, huh, outside of all of those entities, it's faith. The faith of God. The blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and him only. And we just got to come to the realization that it's not just um, in an organization. Um, the blood of Jesus supersedes all of that. Because there was an organization called the Pharisees and Sadducees. They had a religious sect. Huh? But they didn't have God. They knew the law. Mm -hmm. They were proud that they knew the law. And they used it as their advantage to take advantage of God's people. Uh-huh. To look down on them. To try to make them feel less than while they pump themselves up. Mm -hmm. But that's not the design of God. Uh-huh. So we understand that being a part of God's family, we have to have God's traits and his attributes, right? All right. So we're going to turn right quick to Matthew 5. I'm going to pick some readers here. Matthew 5, we're going to start in verse 3. We're going to talk about the attributes right quick. Because Jesus sat down amongst the people and taught them. Okay? So, baby dog, I want you to... Blessed are, the, uh, blessed are the poor in the spirit. For blessed the, are who? The poor in the spirit. The poor in spirit. Y'all hear that? Uh-huh. For there for there's, is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are, the, blessed are that they mourn, for they shall be comforted. They shall be comforted. comforted. Uh -huh. Blessed are are the meat for they uh, inherit in the earth. Oh, whoa, whoa, stop right there. So you mean the attributes of being God's people is meekness? Hmm. Poor in spirit? Hmm. Have the ability to mourn, meaning you have empathy and compassion and sorrowfulness in your heart. Hmm. Okay. Go on. 
Verse number six. Okay. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Hungry and thirsty after righteousness. For they shall be filled. They shall be filled. Uh-huh. There, there's some other attributes there too. We got to be hungry and thirsty after him. After God's righteousness. Not our own self-righteousness. Huh? Well, we have our own little self-righteousness. You know. Come on, somebody. All right, next. Blessed are the merciful. Oh, stop right, uh, stop right there. Mercy. If you want mercy, you're going to have to learn how to give mercy. Mercy was one of the main attributes of the kingdom. Talked about mercy a lot, even in the Old Testament. Before we even got to the New, you better thank God for mercy. <laughs> thank God for mercy. Woo! The Bible clearly talks about God and his mercy. Mm. Mercy, mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain. Next. Um, blessed, they are, blessed they are they pure in heart. They are pure in heart. Doesn't mean that you're perfect. There ain't nobody perfect. Y'all have our flaws. But the Holy Ghost does an excellent job of hiding that. Hmm? Come on, somebody. We got to have the love of God in our heart. Paul said it best. If I, you know, talk with 10,000 tongues, I talk with angels, tongues of angels. Huh? But have no love, have no charity, then I become what? A sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. You just make it known. Huh? But you don't have the characteristics of the God that you say you serve. So we got to do more than talk, the talk. We got to do more than make noise. It's got to be love in action. Okay? The pure in heart. A heart that's pure and tender before God. Not putting up a front in a show. Huh? But being real with God. This is what God looks at. just wants you to be real. You got to try to be like nobody else and Emulate nobody else and none of that. Just be you because God knows exactly who you are. He knows us. He knows us from top to bottom, inside out. Every fiber, every thought, every tickling in this body, in our mind, in our soul. Guess what? God knows. Just be real. Hmm? God can deal with realness. So just be real. All right? Next verse. Blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh oh! What did they say now, baby? Blessed are the peacemakers. What? For they shall be called the children of God. Oh! Let me read this to you in the Message Bible. You are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. Ouch! Ow! 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 
you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. Because the kingdom is not for your competition. And it's not for us to fight and argue and fuss. Because we don't own nothing. This is God's kingdom. Let me remind everybody. And we just participants <laughs> in the kingdom. We don't own nothing. The Bible said we ain't carrying nothing in. We sure ain't going to take nothing out of here. Huh? That's when you discover who you really are. And your place in God's family. That's how you know, bro. If you can be the cause of peace. Oh. And that is plain in the scripture. Just cause peace. Hmm. Being able to stay out of the midst of mess. Not being petty, Brother Lamont, but just being a peacemaker. Huh? Because guess what? I don't know if y'all notice, but life is real short. And it's too short for us to be splitting hairs and arguing over nothing. You hear me? (laughs) We got so much to be concerned with, so much that we got to deal with in this thing called life. Can I get a witness? I don't know about you, sis, but when I wake up every day, I got a lot to deal with in this thing called life. To be arguing with my sister and my brother. Huh? To be sitting there dwelling on negativity. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because we all got a lot to deal with. (laughs) What you got to deal with may not be what I'm dealing with. And what you're dealing with may not be what somebody else is having to deal with. But God knows. Huh? And so we all have to keep things in the what? Because we are what? Human. We're flesh and blood first. Just have the ability to love. To have mercy. Even if people are wrong, that's what mercy is all about. Didn't he forgive us? We wrote down every wrong that we did. We'd run out of paper and run out of ink. Just run out. And I'm in the front of the line. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. He had an awesome ministry to the Gentiles, wrote most of the New Testament, had an anointing that was so powerful and profound that it's still speaking to the New Testament dispensation. But what he said was, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, who am chief of sinners. He realized all the wrong that he had done. He didn't try to sugarcoat it. He knew that he had a great, profound responsibility to cause peace between Jew and Gentile. Wow. 
what he had done was still going to be stuck in some people's mind. People are not as forgiving. Some things you do and say, people ain't going to let it go. But just as long as you know that God forgave. You, you see? Huh? It's in the eyesight of God is who we're supposed to be trying to please. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Makers and maintainers of peace. Uh huh. Yes, yes. Makers of peace. Absolutely. Because that's what you put here for. It's the family of God. See, I don't realize your position. You're just looking at natural but God is a whole lot more. Uh-huh. You have a lot of points that you're not even aware of. Absolutely, Elder. We're all guilty. Amen. But y'all don't realize the impact that you have in this evil they see some light. Huh? And so you're in a special place to where you can have an impact on a generation. Huh? It's not by what you say. It's how you're living. What you're expressing by action. Huh? Do y'all understand that? No, we own jobs, nine to fives. We live around people. They're not of our families. They're just considered a neighbor. People you encounter in the store. People that you come in contact with when you're shopping. Amen. Huh? We don't even think nothing of it, Elder. But God put them in their pathway to show a light on you. Because he said, I chose you. You are mine. I handpicked you. To make a difference. You are the difference, Renee. Not saying it's easy. It's a little difficult. But you are the difference. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. Uh huh. Right. 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 Wow. Amen. Amen. They're watching you. 
Wow. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. So people can take notice of you. Huh? When you think people are not watching. And sometimes you can run into people and say, I just remember your face. It, it was something about you, you know. They may not know you say you, you're a preacher, you handle the word, but they know it's something different about you. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. It's a bad And it's mockery. Huh? When we ain't living right. Up to what Jesus taught. Being peacemakers. Huh? Instead of hell raisers. Because. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. It takes the light away. So then people formulate an opinion based on the bad apples in the bunch. You, you notice that? They don't form an opinion about the church, about the folks that's doing good, the folks that's living right. They formulate an opinion from the negativity. Uh-huh. So that's why you got to be God. Huh? Make peace so that you can be the children of God. Did we finish reading that? Um, I think it was something that's poor. We yeah. Talk, yeah. 10? Oh, all right, let's go. All right. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Uh huh. theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It says righteousness' sake now. <laughs> Now, some folks deserve to get flamed. Amen. Ain't got nothing to do with righteousness. Now, you don't put a whole lot of bad out there, and you don't think bad gonna come to you. Now, come on now. Amen. You didn't get folks in. You don't stab folks in the back. Oh, you don't lie on folks. You don't cheated. Oh, you don't stole. Oh, come on here. You put it out there now. Then you want to flounce around in the church like you sit next to Jesus. Oh, come on now. Because the Bible is right. You're going to reap what you sow. Oh, come on now. Now, it said persecution for righteousness sake. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, uh, we're not being persecuted. Right now, you got freedom to serve and worship God how you choose. Uh-huh. We ain't had a taste of persecution yet. You ain't living in that verse. All you names, and they can mock you for going to church and say, don't take all that, you holy, talking all that, jibber, yada, yada, yada. They can say all that. They ain't persecuted. Uh-huh. They just talking. Huh? Y'all confuse folks talking about you with being persecuted. That ain't persecution. But the apostles, when you read about them and what they endured, the affliction, the suffering, huh, the hardship that they had to deal with just getting the word out. That's all they were doing. Just going around preaching Jesus. Uh-huh. 
That's when you consider suffering for righteousness sake. Being persecuted. Huh? It ain't none of us there yet. Uh-uh. Not in America, you ain't. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Being beaten, stoned, with many stripes, suffering shipwreck. Uh-huh. Going hungry. Uh-huh. Almost naked. Huh? Well, we have the luxury of dressing up, eating good, drive good, huh? All that. Got jobs, making good money, got benefits, checks flowing, all that. He missing nothing. He ain't been persecuted. You got freedoms? Liberties? Huh? Come on here. You free to serve the Lord. Huh? All you got to do is get up. Shower, get dressed, choose to eat your breakfast, get in your car, put a few a dollars there, try the church. Yeah. You ain't being persecuted, though, yeah. And we find it hard to do that. We struggle to do that. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's just keep it real. We have to fight our flesh just to do that. Huh? But you know we don't have to fight too hard when it's time for Monday. We got to get up and clock in. Uh huh. We don't have to struggle too hard for that, Elder. But when it comes to serving God, huh? It seems like the struggle gets real. Oh, I ain't saying that you didn't want to go because every day I don't want to go. Uh huh. But somehow, some way, I don't care what you've been through on the weekend. I don't care how tired you is, how that body is aching. We find and muster up some strength to get up on Monday morning and go to work. Amen. Now, we're just going to keep it real <laughs> But we keep that same energy when it comes down to God. Huh? Let's keep that same energy when it comes down to serving God. Oh, come on, somebody. We must have some strength. I know our knees hurt, ankles hurt, back hurt. Yeah, I feel it too. I'm tired, few hours of sleep. Glory to God. All the stresses and the pressure of life, we all experience it. But keep that same energy that you keep on Monday through Friday and at least show God something. That you appreciate Him. That you love Him. It's an honor and a privilege that we can serve him. That we can come into his house where there is liberty, where there is joy, where there's praises going up, where his word is being taught, his word is being preached. And I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord just one more time. At least show God. It's an honor, God, that you would choose me, that I'm a part of the family. It's an honor because I know how low down and dirty and nasty and stinking and crazy I was. How messed up and jacked up I was uh, until you came into my life uh, and you cleaned me up and you turned my whole life around and you placed my feet on solid ground. It's an honor to come in here and to give you service. I don't mind God. I'll get over myself. I'll get over myself. 
over yourself. Get over yourself. the struggle is real, but keep on struggling. Uh-huh. It's called striving. You gotta keep striving. Pushing. Push yourself. Talk to yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Strive to enter into the strike gate. That's right. You ain't no somebody else to encourage you. You ain't no somebody else to give you a word. Crack open the book and talk to yourself what the word said. I shall live and not die. Declare the works of the Lord. Talk to yourself. We all get some bad reports from time to time going to the doctor. You ain't the only one. You don't know the struggles that everybody around you having to deal with. Get over yourself. It ain't about you. of the Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Woo! You may have been bound, but when you get in the presence of God, uh, it's nothing like the spirit of God. Uh, oh, it gives you reprieve. Come on, somebody. Uh, it allows you to release uh, some of that pressure and some of that stress uh, that's been happening in your life. Uh, you get a little push. Uh, you get a little energy. Uh, oh, being in the presence of God are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you shall say all manner of evil against you falsely you hear the word falsely for my sake rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they prosecuted the prophets which were before you just wanted to bring that out about being a part of the family of God. Talked a lot in the lesson about obedience. Jesus defined whoever does the will of God is a member of his family. His will is the center focus. Huh? It's not our agenda, not what we think. Huh? You notice God never really asks us our opinion here. Jesus didn't ask us, uh, God never asked us our opinion. 
Come on, somebody. And so his response, those that criticized him. And see, here's the thing. We all going to be criticized for something. Whether we're doing right or whether we're doing wrong. Huh? Good or bad, we always going to have a critic around. Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus had critics, just like we got critics. But I like the way Jesus dealt with the critics. Hmm? He showed them what was actually in their heart. Uh-huh. Because when he spoke, he spoke with great power and authority and a spirit of wisdom that they could not deny. Hmm. How did you speak to the critics? Oh, how do you deal with your critics? That's a good question. Uh-huh. Because a lot of times we try to do what? We try to argue and debate with them. Jesus didn't let them get him on the carpet with arguing and debate. Y'all notice that? So Jesus actually revealed what was in the hearts of the people. Huh? It was a long-standing hatred of God. Oh, this is right where I want you. This is right where I want you. This is where we're going to end it. This is the issue that we're dealing with, saints. We're dealing with generations that hate God. They actually... You understand that people blame God for their problems? They, they blame God for all their failures. Uh-huh. All of their life hang-ups. And, and, even though they were the ones that did it. You know. You, you, you sowed the seed of corruption. You know. And then you want to whine and cry when you get the result. And then blame God. Uh-huh. That's what we're dealing with, saints. We're dealing with the people that just hate God. And we just might as well accept the reality. And even in your own families, they'll make every excuse of why they won't come to church, why they won't give themselves over to God, why they won't turn from their wicked ways, why they won't repent, why they won't be baptized. I've been baptized before and come up with every excuse. They go anywhere else they want to go, party all week long, even if they don't party, they still do whatever they want to do. But when it comes down to serving God, we got so many excuses. And then when life goes bad, and when life goes shipwrecked, they have the audacity get angry with God. Uh-huh. Blaming God for their foolishness. Blaming God for the evil and the crookedness of this world. Well, if he was God, why is this going on? Because you're evil. Because you're cold. You're wicked. Oh, it's not God. It's the people. Yeah. It's called sin. S I it's been a problem from the beginning of time. It's not God's fault that we crooked. It's not God's fault we can't be trusted. Not God's fault we walk in left leg and going to the left instead of to the right. It's 
not God's fault. It's in us. It's the hearts of men that desperately wicked and evil. Who shall know it? The hearts of men. Woo! Catch you on the wrong day. Woo! The right trial come your direction. Woo! My God. The stuff that come in your mind. The stuff that's right here. Uh-huh. We try to put on air. But God knows the hearts of men. Uh-huh. People that knew God. Huh? But refused to serve him. Refused to honor him. Because let's just face it. Most of our generation was raised up around church. You done stepped in a church though. Even if it was just for a short span of time, mama them, granny them, mother them, papa them. Oh, come on here. Don't look at me like you're crazy. Oh, this is the first time you done stepped into church. You were exposed. You heard a word. Huh? Come on here. You had a Bible at home. Well, let, let's just keep it real. So we ain't going to have a leg to stand on, brother. Ain't gonna have a leg to stand on, sister. Everybody is gonna be afforded an opportunity to be saved. Mm hmm. Because God is fair, God is just, and He is righteous. No respect of person. Mm hmm. We ain't gonna be. He was unfair. You ain't going to be able to stand before God and say you treated them better than you treated me. No, you just made a mess over everything that God gave you. But you get mad at God. Don't get mad at folk because you done messed up your resources. You done messed over everything that came into your life. You done spent all your money. You didn't save nothing for a rainy day. Now you can't afford an ice cream cone. That ain't my fault. And that ain't God's fault either. All the stuff we done had. All the good jobs and all the people that God done put in our pathway to help us. and All the monies and all the resources we done had. If you didn't do good by it, that's on you. What you getting mad at God for? The government done help. Done saved a whole lot of households by welfare checks. Food stamps. All kinds of assistance, medication, and all these other expenses, all reimbursements and checks and refunds, rebates, tax refunds, this and that. And then have the audacity, everything fall apart, and you broke his whole turkey, want to be mad at God. Yeah, you sold them. Wouldn't even bring none to the household of God. Wouldn't feed the people. Huh? Well, we forget about all that, sis. We get amnesia about stuff. And then we want to have the audacity to get mad at God. When we made a mess. Huh? You went out there. You did your thing. You smoked your dope. You smoked your crack and everything else. And you shot it in your veins and you... 
with your alcohol. You did the boogaloo on the floor with the best of them. And now that you're broke down and half crazy, you want to blame God. No, that was you. You was hopping in and out of bed, woe out, and now you wonder why don't nobody want you. Well, it's called being smart and use some wisdom and get somewhere and sit down. I'm just saying. And then have the audacity, Ro, to be mad at God. <laughs> Foolish. You all woe out and woe down. And wonder why ain't nobody looking at your direction. <laughs> Whose fault is that? You don't do nothing with yourself. You don't do nothing with your hair. You don't buy no up-to-date clothes. You act like you look like you done gave up. Whose fault is that? That ain't God's fault. Just because you a saint don't mean you have to look like ain't your mama. Do something with yourself. Act like you serve the king, will you? Can you look like it? I'm just saying, God. You didn't take care of the man and then you get upset and want to be depressed when he leave you. But whose fault is that? I mean, mad at God. You didn't take care of the woman when you had her. You mistreated her. You overlooked her. You wouldn't spend time with her. You spent your money out in the street instead of bringing her home. And when she leave, oh, we're going to blame God. We serve in a generation. They blame God for everything. Instead of looking in the mirror. Let me look in the mirror, brother, because the problem is with me. But we don't want to look in the mirror. Maybe you're standing too close to the mirror to see what God sees. While he's showering down his blessings, his blessings on me. Not anything I've done, Lord, as far as see. But I'm too close to the mirror to see. Huh? Come on, somebody. Susan Lee, take off the offer. Hope they gave you something to think about. Uh huh. We ain't got no room to blame God. Huh? Blame yourself and just pick it up and keep on moving. Huh? Tell God, work, Jesus, just keep working with me. What, me, Lord? <laughs> Woo, my God. Woo. 